This city is a cold, lonely thing. A dying animal, whimpering its last sounds into a world that has already forgotten it ever existed at all. The occasional chirps of the birds are its slowing pulse, coming fewer and further between than they ever have before, betraying its final few moments to those who still care. The bright, glistening spires of the university which I once called home are ribs, exposed to the air and bleaching in the summer sun. And, in the middle of it all, I sit here, Lucy, putting pen to paper to write to you. I received your two letters yesterday, followed by the letter from your mother this morning. I can only hope that she brings you this letter in the hospital for you to read when you wake up. Head injuries are no joke. Lucy, so I hope beyond hope that you do wake up. I remember from our lessons at school that the longer you are out, then the less chance there is of you ever waking up or ever being the same Lucy again. I don't know how I could live with myself if you forgot me, but in case you do, in case you have, at least know that I love you, and I will always keep on loving you, like the stars keep shining down on the earth. And no matter how slow we need to take it, Lucy, I will happily help you remember me, even if you never fall in love with me again. I think just having you in my life will be enough. There's something else, Lucy. Something large and looming. Something that I must talk about, but find myself unable to. Now, without my mind swimming with fear and concern and curiosity. For I knew in my dreams something I should not have known. I didn't know about the car. Of course, that was never told to me, but... Mickey O'Shea. I knew that name. I knew that name before I received your letter with the name. I heard that name in my dream, coming from your mouth as you pleaded for your life. Pleaded with them, told them about me. I knew about the radio, the one you fixed and you held in your hands you scream. And I knew about Herschel, that man who left his niece behind, the man whose life I gave for yours, whose life I would give again in a second. Of course, it's important we don't chalk something up to fate when it could possibly have been coincidence. And I would be hesitant to jump to conclusions. But it's unfathomable. 
that not only would I know the name Mickey O'Shea, but also know the name of the establishment, the Elephant's Heart. We cannot truly argue that both of these are coincidences. That somewhere in my subconscious I had figured it out. I went through every single one of our old letters, Lucy. And you never mentioned either name in any of them. I don't want to say it was the magic. I can't in good conscience say it was the magic. I have been careful about reading everything else that came. And the only one that I spoke was supposed to be a protection spell. It was meant to prevent you coming to harm, not whatever it has done to me. A fat lot of good it was. Last I checked, you getting hit by a bus isn't a good example of protection. The dreams keep coming, Lucy, every night. I haven't seen you again. No matter how long I pray to whatever entity is doing this to me, whatever entity it is that lurks at the edges of the corridor as I walk down, I ask them to please, when I open that door, to show me how you are doing. Show me you are safe and doing well. I beg them to allow me to pass on a message, one that won't take a week to get to you, and another week to hear your reply. And I feel something there, something vast and ancient and unknowable, something that never answers my prayers or responds, or even acknowledges that it exists and I have found it. I, Dorothy Whitfield, have discovered a god, got it to bend my will, and if it would just bloody listen to me. I scream into the corridor each night and hear nothing back. Just another room to open, to peer through, into a room in Poland, Mexico, Australia, some other country where I don't know the language. And every time, every time I feel guilty, guilty that my heart still speeds up, that my mind starts whirring with possibilities, immediately wanting to know what is going on, what this new scene can teach me. Because this is what got you hurt in the first place, Lucy. Your mother told me my curiosity would get me killed. She never warned me it could hurt you. I promise you, Lucy, if I had known, I never would have spoken those words. Never would have invited anything in. hear me prattling on. For all I know, nothing at all happened and I'm just letting my guilty mind run away with me. After all, I have been pushing myself too far at work. Nightmares will 
inevitably lead on from that. Add to that the stress of knowing your condition and... Maybe I will take a break. Take Mama's advice. Go down to the seaside with her. A bit of sea air should do me some good. Away from the city, where everything reminds me of you. Every street reminds me of the times we walked along, hand in hand. Every time I pass the old oak, the one you carved our names into. It reminds me of a time that will never be again. I will be sure to let you know. So you can write letters to me directly there, rather than have them go through father here. Despite what I say, Lucy, I still love you. From the bottom of my heart, I love you. My heart will always belong to you, no matter what happens. I just realize that maybe I need to learn to realize that our separation will be longer than I had originally planned for. I will work hard to travel over to you. Of course I will. It's just maybe now I am without you. I need to grow up. I love you, Lucy. And I wish you a speedy recovery. I'm going to see if I can try and save enough money to come and see you soon. If only for a week or so. Yours. Forever and for always. Dottie. My darling Dorothy, I write to you from my hospital bed, and so I apologise if my script is shaky and at points illegible. My right arm was broken in the collision, so I'm writing with my left, and you of all people know how weak my left hand is. The doctors say I should regain full use of my hand in time though, so I should get back to tinkering soon. I've already been fixing things that the nurses give to me to keep me on my toes. Johnny and Matthew, two of Mickey's friends, have visited me a few times. They always say they were in the area, but they don't look injured, and I don't know why they would be around a hospital so often otherwise. They tell me Mickey sends their regards, but they are tied up in other business. But they sent me flowers and a scotch which I need to keep hidden under the Bible in my bedside table. They tell me my job at the warehouse is still there whenever I get out, and even before then they will bring me urgent jobs at home, for an increased rate of pay, of course. Your letter... Your letter... was... something... 
I had to read it over and over, worried that my brain hadn't quite made the right connections, was still too addled by the medication that they put me on to string the correct words together. It took me a few days of reading it word by word, speaking each syllable aloud. Because you were right, Dottie. It wasn't a coincidence. You knew about the elephant's heart, about Mickey, about Herschel. Herschel. He... He was the one who brought me to the hospital when the bus hit me. The 7.15. Running late, like it always is. Another coincidence, which the more I read your letter, the more I believe do not exist. But this is all beside the point. He brought me to the hospital, and when I gave my name, he promised to keep my secret. Promised he wouldn't tell that I was Lucille, not Luke. And Dottie, he... He held my hand until Mama got here. Told me stories to keep my mind off the pain. And he promised me that he would take my place on the job. Told me he could work out how to work the radio and not to worry. And he would visit me tomorrow. Bring me coffee from Winston's. We'll get you on your feet faster than these quacks will. But he never came back, Dottie. Which you goddamn know because you goddamn saw it. I'm sorry. I'm not mad at you. Never mad at you. Just... There is this hole in my heart. Bigger than when Grandfather passed away. Bigger than even when Ethel took that tumble. Herschel was... He was so nice and so kind to me and he didn't deserve this. I doubt anyone does, but... Especially not Herschel. I find myself thinking, Dot, I know, I know, that one is usually your purview, but I have had a lot of time here, staring up at the cracks in the ceiling. If that choice had come to me, if I were to choose between my life and Herschel's, would I have made the same decision you did? Or would I not be here to send this letter? Would you have been getting a note from him instead, giving his condolences? I also find it important to note that while I was debating this, I realised if I had the decision between you and him, between you and anyone else in this world. I wouldn't hesitate. 
I wouldn't hesitate in making the same decision that you did. No matter who it was, how many souls I would have to give, how much blood I would forever have on my hands, you would always be my choice, Dorothy. And I hope you know that. And I hope you remember that for what I'm about to say. I'm going to keep working with Mickey. I know it's dangerous, trust me. I know more than anyone else. But like I say, I have had an awful lot of time to think and debate with myself. And I have come to the decision that I have to. Whatever this is, whoever this is, they killed four of my friends, Dottie. They hurt even more. And indirectly? They hurt you. Whatever it is, you have become embroiled in it, somehow, even from all the way across the Atlantic. But I think of it this way. I feel I have my very own guardian angel. With your new gift of knowledge and me on the ground here, we could have it all, Dorothy. No one can touch me when I have you looking out for me. You tell me what you see in those dreams of yours. Everything you see, and I can work on that knowledge from here. The time difference is difficult, but... What is the chances of something as dangerous happening again? I know you worry, and I would worry if our places were reversed, but I have to do this. There's something tugging at my heart, telling me to get up, get out, keep moving forward. Find out everything that happened and stop it from happening to anyone else. Maybe curiosity will get us killed, in the end. But isn't living a life that we know that we did all that we can better than playing it safe and fading into obscurity? That's what you always used to tell me. To a lesser extent, sure, but the sentiment is still there. And I think that it is what we have to decide now. That we have the opportunity to truly do something. Discover unknown knowledge. Change the course of history. Avenge Herschel. But I feel I am getting ahead of myself. Being too headstrong as always. I will need to recover before I can really do much. And I truly believe... You should take some time down by the ocean. And the elephant in the room, the one I have been avoiding addressing for this entire letter. I don't think you're childish, holding on to our relationship, to our love. We always knew this was going to be difficult, Dorothy. We always knew we would have to fight. Because that's what we are. We're fighters. We're not going to stumble at the first obstacle, Dottie. We are going to stand up, look fate in its ugly, dirty face, and tell it in words that would make a sailor blush exactly what we're going to do to it. We are stronger than anything in this world, and the next, and every world after that. The two of us, Dottie, will take on everything, and we will win. For now, though, 
My head is pounding at all of these words I am putting down onto the page. And just know, Dot, that I love you, and I will always love you. No matter what gets brought in between us, you will always be my Dot, and I know I will always be your Loose. Forever. Which... I feel is a time longer than we have ever comprehended before. And always, Lucy.